Good morning and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Thursday, February 8th. On today's show, HDFC Bank raises $300 million through its first ever sustainable finance bond, while Pagaya secures $280 million credit for AI-driven finance products. Plus, we'll discuss how blended finance is key to bridging the energy transition gap in developing countries. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with an update from the finance sector. HDFC Bank Led Editored has announced that it has raised $300 million through its first ever sustainable finance bond issue, which is part of an overall raise of $750 million through Regulation S bonds. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about this bond issue and its significance? Certainly, David. Of the total $750 million raised, $300 million has been raised for a tenure of three years with a 95 basis point spread over the U.S. Treasury. The remaining $450 million has been raised for a tenure of five years with a spread of 108 basis points over the U.S. Treasury. According to HDFC Bank, these are the tightest credit spreads achieved by an Indian issuer for a three-year sustainable bond and five-year senior unsecured bond for a similar size of USD Reg S issuance. And what does HDFC Bank plan to do with the funds raised through these sustainable finance bonds? The bank has stated that the funds raised through the sustainable finance bonds will be prioritized for lending towards electric vehicles, SMEs, and affordable housing. Arup Rakshith, Group Head Treasury at HDFC Bank, has emphasized the bank's commitment towards building a green and social portfolio, while continuing to adhere to the bank's risk philosophy. Where will these bonds be listed? The bonds will be listed on the India International Exchange, also known as India INX, in GIFT IFSC. Thanks for the insights, Celeste, on HDFC Bank's significant move. In other financial news, Global technology company Pagaya Technologies has secured a credit facility worth $280 million from leading global asset managers and financial institutions, a move set to support Pagaya's future growth and extend its corporate debt maturity to 2029. Here to delve into this development is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this credit facility and what it means for Pagaya? Certainly, David. This credit facility consists of a $255 million term loan and a $25 million revolver. The organizations providing the credit facility include BlackRock, UBS O'Connor, JPMorgan Chase, Valley Bank, and Israel Discount Bank. This move showcases the confidence and support from these major financial institutions in Pagaya's mission to transform the consumer finance ecosystem. And what exactly does Pagaya do? Pagaya provides AI-driven product solutions in the financial ecosystem. With machine learning, a vast data network, and sophisticated AI algorithms, the company offers consumer credit and residential real estate solutions. Its proprietary application programming interface and capital solutions integrate seamlessly with partner networks, enhancing user experiences and expanding access to the mainstream economy. How has Pagaya been performing recently And what are its plans for the future? Pagaya has been expanding its network rapidly. In the last four months of 2023 alone, it secured four new lending partners, including a top bank and top auto captive. 
It also recently announced a partnership with automotive fintech company Westlake Financial to provide Westlake's auto dealer partners access to Pagaya's tech-enabled credit decisioning product. Furthermore, Pagaya recently pre-announced full-year 2023 financial performance, with network volume surpassing $8.2 billion and adjusted EBITDA exceeding $75 million. The proceeds from the credit facility will be used to pay off outstanding borrowings from the company's previous facility, invest in product innovation, and expand its network with both existing and new lending and investor partners. That's quite impressive. What's the sentiment from the financial institutions providing the credit facility? Dan Worrell, managing director at BlackRock, expressed his admiration for the company's differentiated business model, core product offering, and financial strategy. He believes that Pagaya is well-positioned to create more financial opportunities and to enable new customer relationships. Thanks for the insights, Bella. Now, let's shift our focus to India's HDFC Bank, which has made a significant move in the sustainable finance sector. The bank has raised $300 million through its debut sustainable finance dollar-denominated bond issue, and in addition, has also raised $450 million through senior unsecured dollar bonds. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about this bond issue and what it means for HDFC Bank? Certainly, David. This is indeed a significant move by HDFC Bank. The $300 million raise through the sustainable finance bond issue marks the bank's first foray into this growing sector. Sustainable finance refers to any form of financial service which integrates environmental, social, and governance criteria into the business or investment decisions. This move by HDFC Bank is a clear indication of its commitment to sustainable and responsible banking. And what about the additional $450 million raised through senior unsecured dollar bonds? What will these funds be used for? The proceeds from the $450 million senior unsecured dollar bonds will be used for the bank's foreign branches and subsidiaries, as well as for general corporate purposes. This essentially means that the funds could be used for a variety of purposes, including but not limited to business expansion, refinancing of existing debt, or even for working capital requirements. What impact could this have on HDFC Bank's operations and its position in the market? This move could potentially strengthen HDFC Bank's position in the market. By raising funds through sustainable finance bonds, the bank is not only diversifying its sources of funding, but also aligning itself with global trends towards sustainable and responsible banking. This could enhance its reputation among investors who are increasingly looking for environmentally and socially responsible investment opportunities. As for the additional funds raised through senior unsecured dollar bonds, they could provide the bank with the necessary capital to expand its operations and improve its financial health. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Now, let's pivot to another finance-related topic. The transition to renewable energy in developing countries faces a significant hurdle, the gap between commercial interests and environmental goals. This is particularly true for smaller projects aimed at energy-poor populations or emerging solutions. However, a concept known as blended finance could provide a solution by combining private sector and public finance to bring smaller projects to a commercially viable scale. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you explain what blended finance is and how it can help bridge this gap? 
Certainly, David. Blended finance is a financial structure that combines public and private sector funds to make smaller projects commercially viable. It's a roadmap for scaling up financing for assets like mini-grids that have potential but lack viable business models. For millions living without access to power in developing countries, blended finance offers a chance to bypass fossil fuel-based energy and transition directly to renewable energy resources. That sounds promising. But how does this transition to renewable energy fit into the larger picture of economic growth and carbon emissions? Many economies are working to separate economic growth from carbon emissions intensity to address climate change. This transition towards low carbon is already happening in many developing economies, but it requires a structured approach, especially within the energy sector, which is the largest global emitter of carbon. This transition requires significant changes across multiple dimensions, including technology, capacity building, and various enabling factors. And where does blended finance fit into this transition? Securing finance, particularly from commercial sources, is a major challenge in this transition. Commercial entities focus on risks and returns, and they gauge risk based on factors like proven business models, cash flow visibility, and borrower credentials. These factors often aren't strong in the case of many small-scale and emerging clean energy interventions. Blended finance can bridge this gap by combining public and private sector funds to make these projects commercially viable. Can you give us an example of how blended finance could be used in a specific sector? Certainly. A good example is the solar mini-grid segment. Blended finance can help scale up this segment by mitigating financial risks associated with projects, products, target communities, markets, or technologies. This report provides a comprehensive guide for financial institutions seeking to navigate blended finance structures in the pursuit of energy transition. And how can this report be used by other stakeholders in the energy transition? This report can serve as a pathway for enterprises operating within the energy ecosystem offering insights to enhance their preparedness and align with the specific criteria that financiers may seek. It can also be a valuable resource for policymakers, advocating for more facilitative policies to promote the integration of blended finance into low-carbon energy transition opportunities. Lastly, it can serve as a blueprint for other emerging economies facing similar issues. That was Simply Finance reporter James, Thanks for shedding light on this complex issue. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.